Hey, welcome to the Health Coaches Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Howard Jacobson. Before we get to today's episode, a question. Would you like to become a wicked effective health coach to help people change their behaviors, change their habits, change their health destinies, and to be able to do it through a reliable process, one that works every time? If so, I'd invite you to check out the WellStart Health Coach Training Academy. And you can find it at wellstartcoach.com. And you can check and see when we're running our next training course. All right, let's get to today's topic. Hey, welcome to the Health Coaches Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Howard Jacobson. And I am another of your co-hosts, Kevin Davis. Yes, correct. <laughs> so Sweet, I got one question right. <laughs> okay, well, since you got one right, I'm going to give you another. So sure. I, I want to talk to you today about something that you do a lot of and I'm not doing much of these days, which is text based coaching. So yes. so not live, not audio, not in person, but via different platforms. And there's there's two different kinds. There's uh, one to many. So a group with a forum where you're coaching an individual in their group so everyone can see your response and, and their responses to your response ad, ad, ad infinitum. And also one-on-one -on -one private SMS text coaching, which could then, um, you know, be the same as doing it on, um, you know, WhatsApp or or a private, you know, any sort of private platform where it's just you to them. Email or so, whatever you prefer. So I guess the, the first question is, um, how is it different from synchronous coaching where the per you and the person are in an active dialogue in real time? So, you know, I was kind of thinking about this, and I think that probably, to me anyway, the most obvious difference is speed. This is something that really stands out to me, because when you're in a phone conversation, you're on a Zoom chat or, or some of these other methodologies that we use, you're immediately getting feedback and giving feedback to their questions, um, versus, you know, I do a lot of text messaging or, or discussion boards and things like that that you mentioned. And I may send someone a text message and it might be noon and they see it at 3 p.m. Mm -hmm. So the speed is definitely something that's a big change. Um, and, and so it's kind of interesting because to me that change in speed means two things. Like one, I need to be prepared to wait you know, and, and to understand that a conversation might take a couple of days versus a couple of minutes. Um, but then I also don't want to make them wait terribly long either, because I want to be able to keep their mind, you know, focused on what we're trying to accomplish and, and, and keep it top of mind. Uh -huh. So that, that reminds me of in the old days when you want to play chess with someone and you weren't in the same room, you'd play, you'd play chess by mail. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you would mail them your move and then like a week later, you'd get a move back from them. Um, and so, you know, if if someone's asking a question and in the normal uh, coaching relationship, you would want to ask a whole bunch of curiosity based questions to establish, like, what's the scenario? What's the situation? All the things that we were curious about. And you do that in the same way that you do it with live coaching it'll be a month and a half and, and you still haven't helped them. <laughs> That's correct. 
And so that's one of the things that I do differently. You know, and to be fair, though, Howard, there are times where I still ask those questions. I may not ask all of them, um, but you kind of get a feel on a client by client basis, especially in, you know, the private, the one on one text messages and things like that type of a setting. If you know that someone is a person who typically responds pretty quickly or or even if you just notice that, hey, today this person has responded to me three times in a row. Hmm. Those are the cases where I may be more likely to go ahead and ask some of those questions because I have done a full, you know, curious questioning. I mean, just like a full quick process. Mm -hmm. QICC, one of the, you know, one of the processes that we use as a coaching method, just text messaging Uh someone. Um, However, commonly I notice that I skip ahead past a lot of that curious questioning and get into the idea phase where we're starting to come up with, okay, what are some action steps that might work for this and, and doing a little brainstorming and some of those things a lot quicker mm. with the person. Mm. Do you have a sense? And I, I guess this is impossible to answer um, d- with data, but your your felt sense of the difference in energy or whatever in the coachee in a a live situation, whether it's in person or audio or video, or versus texting. Like, are they are they more or less? You know vulnerable, agitated, curious, open, desperate? I think it takes a little more to build the the comfort level and the rapport to get to that point, you know, where they where they bring in that energy and, and especially the, the, the vulnerability. Um, but I, I have had cases where it gets there. And I, and I think also it depends on the person. Some people are more comfortable with just in general with using that type of method. Um, a lot of the work that I'm doing is really with what we're doing with Wellstart. So these people also have live coaching calls with you or with, with Sarah generally, you know, some of our other coaches. And so they do have a little bit more experience with the coaching method, with the coaching process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that I notice is it helps to, be very straightforward about what they can expect and who they can expect to speak to. Mm-hmm. So in a situation like this, where there are a couple of us who handle these messages, it's very helpful with a lot of the people to make sure that they know, okay, this is Kevin or this is Sarah or this is Howard or this is whoever mm-hmm. when you're texting with the person. Right. So one, one thing that I have done when I'm coaching via email and sometimes it usually happens. Someone has to cancel and they still say, hey, I've got this issue and I'll shoot them an email is like when I'm coaching live, I I'm a magician in that I don't yeah. I don't telegraph. I don't necessarily tell them what I'm doing in the moment. Like I'll I'll do a line of questioning and like, trust me, come, go with me on this. It'll lead mm-hmm. somewhere via email. I don't do that. I'll be much more explicit about here's what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to help us see if there's a broader context. So I'm going to ask you a few questions that may seem a little bit unrelated, right? So, so that the person isn't sort of in their own world hanging and I have no way of, of touching back into their, their thought or emotional processes. And then they could end up like stewing or just thinking I'm just, you know, jerking their chain. Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's a beautiful thought actually, because that's definitely something that I think is going to be different is that, you know, if you just try to, 
go off and, and, and work through a process that they have no idea what you're doing. Like you said, asking all those questions, if it takes a month and a half to get somewhere, if, you, if you're doing that and they don't know what you're up to, you may never, they may not last the month and a half mm-hmm. <laughs> or the day and a half or whatever it is. They may just stop answering. Right. Um, so I definitely do find myself kind of explaining more of what I'm up to. Uh, for some reason, the you know when you mentioned that concept, the thing that kept coming to mind to me was the some of the never binge again work that we use a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, so that involves setting up some rules and some boundaries around specific things that come up for the person. This is a great one with the text chat to use that type of work. But I always try to explain here's what it is, here's why we're setting up a rule, or here's why I'm asking you for these specifics is so that we can have a very clear you know, distinction between whether or not you're doing what you've set out to do or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, because Never Binge Again is so, in a way, not linear, but flowcharty, like you kind of yeah. know like where you are in the process, that I think if, if you're doing text-based coaching with someone, it's a good test of whether you have a process, right? Because in the moment when you're coaching live, there's all sorts of other things that can happen. You can get distracted. You can get emotional. But, you know, in a, it's like a game of chess again where you get to pause, think out, you know, be more strategic and then say, OK, so where are we in the process? So where is this person on the Wham pyramid? We haven't talked about the Wham pyramid on this podcast yet. No, we may have uh, to do an episode talking about that. OK, Teaser. <laughs> yeah, next, teaser for next, next time. Week. <laughs> next week. Uh, um, but, you know, but whatever, whatever the process, like I was I was talking to someone today about the OKRs and I was just jotting down like, you know, big goal, key result, critical behavior. And I came up with a new acronym, the boy step, which is B.O.I., the bet on it. Like, what are you so sure about that you'd bet on it? Um, yeah. And I'm thinking like that is a process that you, that when you're in the middle of, you can always refer back to. And okay, here we are. So here's my next move. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's actually a, to me as a coach. And, and I think, you know, this is where you and I have different strengths. Not that, not that I'm not a, a, a capable or hopefully at least somewhat decent coach live, but as far as just winging it with things, I'm very, like, I'm very good at setting out, like, here's the steps or here's the things or the outline that I want to do. And so I love the, okay, this person texted me. Now I can go over here and I can think out, what do I want to do? What do I want to discuss with them? Do I want to look back at earlier conversation? Because of course, if you're texting or emailing with someone, you may have a chain Mm. of emails or like the form that I'm on. A lot of it is that text message, one-on-one kind of private conversation. And I can just scroll up. Mm -hmm. So... I guess at that at that point, you're also seeing their language rather yeah. than having to like, you know, it's very easy when, you know, so in the coach training, people won't notice that someone just said the word need three times in one sentence. Yeah, it's much easier for most of us to see it in writing where it doesn't just disappear into the past. Right. There's a record. Yeah, that's def- that's definitely something that I would say probably actually comes up at a higher rate than it does in live coaching just simply because like you said you automatically see the word need or the see the word should or or have to or whatever some of the, some of these words where they feel very much 
like it's something they're supposed to do, not something they want to do. Um, yeah, that's definitely something that we bring up to, to our, uh, clients quite often that way. So, uh, let me ask you this. So you said you'd, sure. you'd often jump to the idea phase to help them identify yeah. options rather than spend a lot of time in the Q and U questioning and understanding phases. And we know when we do that in live coaching, there's a big cost. How, yeah. do, how do you minimize that cost when you're skipping to the I to identify options? Well, you know... I'm going to be honest with you, Howard, I am in a very fortunate situation where I, you know, we do have also some live coaching with these people. So there are definitely times where I'm kind of, if it feels like a situation where there's going to be a big cost, I may refer them to like, Hey, let's have this conversation live on the coaching call tomorrow night at 8 PM or whatever. Mm, okay. Um, so in, in a way, I kind of pick and choose my battles with those. If it's something where I feel like they're going to, you know, converse back and forth with me, I won't skip ahead like that. But a lot of times with those text coaching um, questions and things that I get from people are the stuff that's coming up throughout the week. So they may be coming up with, oh, man, I just am I'm really struggling with fitting in workouts. Mm. You know, they're not saying my overall goal is that I want to lose 50 pounds. And part of my plan for doing that is to work out, you know, 17 times a month or whatever, you know, whatever that is. Um, they're saying I'm struggling to fit the workouts into my day. Mm -hmm. And so, that you know, so then my approach is more, OK, great. One of the ways you can fit that in is you can stop every hour and do three pushups or, you know, whatever that discussion leads to. Uh-huh. Um, so I think just the, the type of questions and concerns that come up in, in that segment of the coaching helps with a, a good percentage of the time with being mm -hmm. a little more able to skip ahead like that. Mm -hmm. And is, is there a way to, and it might be, it might be different on the forum where you, so you have more space, you can write a couple of paragraphs to, to preload questions and then offer some suggestions so, you know, to give people some thinking homework, some analysis homework, and then say, here's some things like, okay, I'm not fitting in my, my workouts. Say, when would you like to fit in your workouts? Was there a time in the past where you were able to? If so, do, what's changed? Here's some things that people are doing these days, you know, during pandemic. For example, getting up every hour and doing three push-ups, uh, taking, you know, lowering their standards and taking shorter walks. Um, well, the, you know, the thing that I love about doing things that way is that you get the thoughtfulness, you get the questions, you get some of the curiosity and, and the background, or not really background information, but the additional information that we want from them, along with, you know, you don't want them to feel like you're pushing them off and sort of ignoring the broader mm. question. And so if you can do something like that, where you give them, okay, here's an answer of sorts right now. And then here's what I want to do to move forward and, and overall try to tackle this problem as we go. Uh -huh. Seems to okay. help. Yeah. So, so there's all sorts of studies that you see about communication being, you know, 
ninety percent non nonverbal, uh, yeah. which means when you strip away tone of voice, cadence, and video and facial expressions and gestures, that you're you're relying everything. And we all know about people, you know, the emails that we write that are supposed to be ha ha funny, then people get upset about. What do you do to take care that you're not communicating uh, in a way that's going to be mis misinterpreted? I think I overwrite. I think I overexplain to mm. some degree. I definitely feel like I spell things out more than I would if I were just speaking in a, in a, in a verbal, in a video or, or a telephone call um, type of a <clears throat> excuse me, type of a situation with someone uh, just for that exact reason. Like I'm a, you know, actually I'm very sarcastic or try to make jokes or things like <laughs> that. It's just my natural way of speaking. And when I'm typing to someone, you know, if I send Howard a text message, I might still do that. But you know to expect that, you know how to take me and that kind of thing. If I'm sending a client a text message, it's going to be much more explaining, okay, here's what I'm saying and why and what I mean by that. Okay. Um, but, I, it, you know, the other thing, the alternative side of that, though, Howard, that I would also mention is there's going to be times then where you don't necessarily get that same information from them. Mm -hmm. And so I do also find myself... You know, I, I sort of said earlier that I don't ask as many questions in that sort of curious questioning way a lot of times. But I also do find myself asking more questions to clarify what they mean by something they've said. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I would hate to just make an assumption based on how I read it and then give them this this big answer. And it's completely contradictory to what they meant. <laughs> right. And so and one thing to do there is to be really explicit about your assumption. So, like, I'm not yeah. sure what you meant here. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to assume by like t the week from hell that you had some, you know, that you've eaten OK, but you had a few meals each day or a few moments each day where you really felt you hadn't connected. Um, so let me let me respond. If, if that's not right, let me know. But I'm going to respond based on that assumption. So, yeah. so again, you're you're front loading something potentially useful. And even if it's not useful, at least they recognize that you're trying to help them. Yeah, there's there's a lot of value to that. Just having them see that you're willing to discuss with them and, and try to work with them and help them. I mean, obviously, you're, you're coaching them and they've maybe they've been working with you for weeks or months or whatever that time is. But just to see that, OK, today on Thursday, I'm asking this question and Kevin is willing to discuss with me. Um, I don't know. I think I feel like there's value there in just showing that you care. And, you know, that sort of goes back to what I mentioned before about trying to make sure that I'm responding within a reasonable amount of time. While I understand that, that, that especially being a text message, that form of communication uh, just kind of societally is understood to be something where, you know, it's not a phone call. You don't have to pick it up and respond within seconds <laughs> or it's gone. It stays there on my end as the coach. Basically, what I've got set up as sort of a, a rule for how to do this is that within three to four hours, there should always be a response or acknowledgement of a text message. And then the caveat being to set boundaries around that. So, you know, at the end of the business day, if I stop, you know, the last time that I check is 6 p.m. Eastern, 
then anything that happens after that is not going to get a response until the next day. Mm -hmm. And the and the and the time to articulate the boundaries is before you start the, yes. the relationship, right? So it's not like Kevin's ghosting me. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Right. And and you know to be fair, um, and this may or may not be the right way to do it, but personally. One of the things that I do is if I get into a conversation where, okay, this person has really been responsive today and I'm asking a lot more of those questions that we would do live, there are definitely times where I will respond outside of those, you know, business hours of whatever, eight in the morning to 6 p.m. or whatever it is. Yeah. And um, I would say like 95% of my coaching clients are more um, concerned about my boundaries than I am. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So it's yeah. it's they'll like they'll not want to bother me. Right. Like, even though like, oh, this call can go five minutes over or something or, oh, I'm not going to, you know, I've been I'm too needy. I don't want to keep hacking up your time. So to, yeah. to encourage them, like, it's OK. This is my job. This is why I'm here. Yeah. And I, th I think, you know, as as coaches, of course, we're people that want to help others. So our natural instinct is just to give of ourselves or our time or whatever. Then also a lot of, a lot of us here are in some sense an entrepreneur. And so, you know, working for yourself or, you know, working on your own or online, especially that sort of thing, it's very easy to just be available 24 seven. And so, uh, mm -hmm. like you said, while they may be more conscious of our boundaries at times, it is good to set boundaries for yourself. Right. And one one other thing I would uh, say, I think it's still really important if we're doing the, you know, identify options for them to a certain extent is to mm -hmm. make sure we're framing them as suggestions and experiments to conduct rather than instructions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I do with those, I gave the example earlier about trying to fit an exercise. I always try to make sure that my suggestion is explicitly stated as, you know, uh, like you said, a suggestion, I'll say you could do something like three pushups. You know, I, I always give a few different options. If I'm saying stop every hour, I'll say you can stop every hour or whatever time fits for you, but stop periodically throughout the day and do three pushups, a couple of squats, one sit up, walk around the house, whatever works for you. And just make sure that they understand that my purpose here is to pick something, not to pick what I said. Right, because we remember that the, the I is called identify options, generally yes. plural, and options are optional. Yes, optional. Um, so once once you've sent out um, that, you know, here's a bunch of things you could try message, mm -hmm. do you request any sort of follow-up feedback? Like, let me, you know, let me know which one, what you tried and what happened, or do you just sort of leave that to them? There's a mix, but I would say that where in like a live coaching setting, that's going to be every time. Um, definitely, there are times where, you know, where that doesn't necessarily happen. And again, it depends on sort of the, the setting of the problem or question that we're tackling, given that some of these are more day to day or, or you know, uh, issues for, the, for that given week rather than like an overarching big goal for the program. Uh, sometimes I may not necessarily do that, mm -hmm. but, but I do like to, you know, if you've got the time to actually be able to, you know, send some messages back and forth a few times, I really do like to 
go ahead and ask those kind of finalizing questions. Hey, can you commit to this? Do you think this is something you can stick to? What are the odds you're going to do this this week and that type of thing? Mm -hmm. Now, when I was doing text coaching, um, you know, I don't like it as much as you do. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel like I was as good at it as you are. Uh, when I was doing it, one thing that I did that I liked is sometimes I would want to give a longer answer than I, than I could, and I wanted to have more nuance in it. So I would record a video of myself. I would not say the person's name. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would answer it specifically but generally so that my answer wouldn't, um, wouldn't break confidentiality. If I, you know, I just said, okay, so you're not you're finding that because of the, your new schedule or because of COVID-19, you're not able to exercise to get in your workouts. So the first thing I would ask myself if I were you is, have I set my sights too high? Right. So I'd go through yeah. a little bit of sort of coaching, then upload it. And you can do this for free with a whole bunch of sites. I mean, you certainly you could use YouTube, um, but there's things you can get on your computer like Loom or cloud app, which I think costs a little bit of money, but I think Loom is still free and send a link. And then you have a piece of content. Um, and if you you know, if you're coaching a whole bunch of people via text and via email and you have this content library of you being you in an articulate, caring, helpful way, you can then go grab your video anytime and and keep repurposing it because, you know, the people who work at texting support centers, I think they just have like keystrokes for everything. They rarely just, you know, are typing a new thing, like typing the same thing. You know, thank you for your business. I'm sure there's a you know, slash B. Thank you button. Yeah, the thank you button. The, you know, here's the here's the here's the number of our lawyers when you want to sue us button. <laughs> yeah, you know, that and that's something that it's kind of funny because I, I love that you do that and that I know that was something that was happening a lot um, with Wellstart, with what we do when you are handling the text coaching. It's something that I've done on occasion, but not probably not as much as what I would like to because I do think it's valuable. But, you know, for myself, I tend to and, you know, part of it is the way my life is set up right now. I tend to not be in a situation where I have a calm, quiet environment and there's a one-year-old running around <laughs> behind me or, or whatever. Um, but what I end up doing is still kind of like the Kevin text version of that. I've actually got a document that I maintain that is, um, I just call it my FAQ responses. Hmm. And so I can go over there and I can copy and paste. What's an example of one? Oh Lord. Um, whew. So I use those. Well, <laughs> it's really funny, actually, that the, the one that comes top of mind is probably the top of document one as well, is um, when people want to change the uh, so the system that we use for text messaging includes also notifications for other purposes coming through the same way. And when they mm -hmm. want to change that, um, I've got a response for it. So it's kind of like your, you know, don't sue us or thank uh -huh. you or whatever kind of example with a call center. Um, right. but there's just, you know, there are just certain things that get asked often. The, um, the exercise example that I keep using is one that comes up a lot. And so there's certain things that if I can just go over there and just copy and paste, like, Hey, I always recommend, you know, doing three breaks a day or a break every hour and, and do a couple of pushups or whatever, and just copy and paste that. It makes things a lot faster. Right. Um, and I don't think that it takes value either because I'm literally, 
going to copy it or, you know, I'm going to type the same thing out. Uh huh. So if you've ever gotten those messages from me, trust me, I'm, I'm genuinely mean what I say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) well, and you know, so here's a little like software tip. If I'm on Mac and I have a program called text expander, which allows me, excuse me, to create any piece of text and then a shortcut. So, for example, I turn my my mailing address into I, I use the letter X and then a short either word or acronym. So X A D D is my address. X cell is my cell phone number. Um, nice. I do like, you know, X tip jar and tip jar is like four lines of text that go at the end of every blog post. Say, you know, you want to sign up for coaching. Do you want to be, learn how to become a coach? Do you want to contribute to the tip jar? So I don't have to keep typing it. So if you have, you know, your, you know, X exercise, X um, notifications, and I'm sure there's yeah. something for Windows. I think there was something when I was on Windows like 12 years ago. It's called like action keys or something like that. Uh, right. Yeah, that's a great tip that we want to make sure everybody listens to. That's I, I love that because, like I said, I'm you know I'm going and I've got to keep track of a document somewhere, whether it's on Google Docs, which is where this one is, um, and and go over and you've got to highlight the whole thing and copy it and paste it and and you know. Sure, that's easier than typing, you know, an entire message out. But, you know, some of those things that are messages that I say over and over again are not necessarily even in a document. They're in a certain place where I can remember that I emailed it to so-and-so on April 3rd, and I go over there and find it and click a bunch of links and get to there. Right. So anything you want to template. And I'll give you mm -hmm. another software tip if you're on Mac. There's a program called Copy Paste Pro. Which, you know, if you copy something and then you paste it and then you copy something mm-hmm. else, you lose the, the last thing. You, only, you have one thing. Right. So this copy paste pro lives in your menu bar at the top and it keeps the last 50 things that you copied. And oh, so wow. you, you just click on it and you just go down and see. So I'm looking here. I said I've got my last podcast, a YouTube, the title of the podcast so that I can post it in social media, um, a couple of uh, Amazon book links, a photograph. Uh, the beginning of a, of a couple of quotes. Um, so this, you know, this goes wow. back as I'm looking at the, the last one I can see was to last Friday. So it's, you know, basically five days worth of things I've copied. Yeah, I see. I'm making self, myself a note for that. Sorry, YouTube people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because that is, uh, you know, even for, for me, I'm like, man, that's that's huge. A lot of what I do, I end up copying and pasting a lot of things. So. Yeah, just I mean, just as sources of information, we're only as smart as what we can lay our hands on. So yeah. if we're te- if we're using technology to communicate with people, we might as well make ourselves as efficient. Because I, you know, if I have a good answer and I'm like, eh, I'm a little tired, I'm not going to give it. <laughs> Whereas if it's at my right. fingertips, I will. Well, and so, you know, you talk about being only as smart as what we can lay our hands on, you know, the information that we can get and access. This is one of the things that for myself that I love about doing the text or discussion board type coaching is you, Howard, I've watched you coach. I have no idea how many times and (laughs) you can lay your hands on information so quickly and so easily. And this is one of the ways that I that I explain you to people, <laughs> you know, in, in this sense is like, if you know, if you ask Howard a question about just about any topic, 
he can go, oh, yes, I read this book. Let me look over here. And you can turn to your bookshelf and go, let's see, it was a yellow book. And yeah. you find the book. Yeah, I have, and a, I have, remember, a, I have a good card catalog. You that's, really that's, that's how my mind and, works. And access to it well. So I have a card mm. catalog, but I don't know where any of the cards are. And they're probably <laughs> on a pile somewhere in my mind. <laughs> uh, and all the books so are on I've, the floor. Yes. Right. I've got to have a filing system for uh, mine. So I love the ability, though, to take a step back, take a beat, and sit there and go, okay, let's look through the card catalog and find, you know, this thing. Okay, I remember reading something about this, but let me do a quick search on this mm-hmm. to refresh my mind. Because otherwise, I'm giving very vague information and, and not specific quotes from a book and, a, and who right. wrote the book and all these things that are. Yeah. Well, I'll, g- I'll give you a little bit of the secret of how I do that is I read books twice, I take mm-hmm. notes, and I make mind maps. So it's not like oh, yeah. I have a different kind of brain. Like I'm putting I put a lot like reading a book for me is a waste of time if I'm not going to recall it. So I'll start reading yeah. the book just for fun. And as soon as I go, oh, my God, this is incredible. So I'm, I'm in the middle of one right now that is changing the way I think about a lot of things. It's called The Wedge by Scott Carney, who wrote, um, um, you know, the What Doesn't Kill Us. Right. And I'm getting all this really interesting information about depression and inflammation and how heat manipulation, saunas and cold mm-hmm. can affect it. And I'm like, oh, man, this could be really interesting. And as, yeah. soon, as soon as the book like grabs me by the balls and says, pay attention, I'm like, OK, we're going to we're going to start. You know, I'm going to dance with this book because I don't. Yeah, I'm reading not, this one twice. <laughs> I'm going to read it twice and I'm going to make a mind map. And I'm going to I'm going to commit. So there's not you know, it's not like I I mean, there's maybe 100 books here that I'm I'm looking at that I can reference, but maybe half of them I have I have like a long term relationship with. Yeah. Uh, So it's not it's it's interesting. It's it's effort. Yeah. No, it's interesting that you mentioned that as sort of, you know, kind of the effort that you put in with that. I do a lot of audible reading. Of mm-hmm. books, and uh, I just let the author read to me. <laughs> and what I'll do though is, when a book grabs me by the balls, as, you know, like like how you mentioned it, and, and and I go, "Holy cow!" Like I really want to apply some of this. Then I buy the physical copy of the book, yeah. and because I like to be able to, if I really want to retain something or utilize portions of a book, I want to highlight it or put a sticky note in a page or, you know, I want to physical do something to remember that. Yes. And there's books that I've bought hard copy that I then went and got the audible because I wanted to listen. I wanted to like there's, you know, if I go for a run and listen to it, like I'll remember Mm -hmm. when I run past that tree, what was being said in the in the book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because now we're sort of going off on this other topic about learning things and applying things to your coaching knowledge. But um, I can remember years ago studying for uh, a certification for strength coaching. And it's one of the you know top, like really hard to pass uh, tests. And that's exactly what I did. I just put all of the content, all of these lectures on my phone and I just went for a bunch of runs and I put it on shuffle even. Uh-huh. You know, I didn't care what order I was listening to the information in and just let it play. And, you know, there's something about being able to have a couple of different types of input. You know, if you read it physically, um, personally, I like to read it physically and sit down 
in order and at a set pace where I can make notes or whatever that is, if I'm doing the physical part and then audio, just let it play. Right. Right. And yeah. I may listen to the same thing five times, but that's okay because that's helping it to just sink in. Yeah. I don't, I don't so. put it on shuffle because I wear my shoes out too fast. <laughs> All right. Is there, uh, was there anything else you because, wanted to say about text text based coaching? Um, I believe that was the main stuff. Let me just make sure I did have a little notes here. And now I'm sidetracked with the shuffle joke. I loved it. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, one thing that I was that I was thinking about is that it's kind of a um, at times I like that it's a way that you can sort of step back and allow them to do things for themselves rather than doing things for them. So even though I I mentioned that I will um, identify some of the options for them a little quicker, it's also a time where I'm not right there live to answer the question as quickly. So if I leave, you know, some of those thoughtful questions that we mentioned out there, then they may be more likely to come up with the answers on their own and then tell me what they decided. Right. Nice. And so, you know, I'm working on a book with Peter Bregman about applying coaching principles to sort of everyday life. And what what we've come up with is the goal of this is not to is not to help people change, although that's you. That's often a, you know, a side effect. But the real goal that we're going for is help helping ignite or develop their independent capability. And so if we think about it that way, that's a um, a filter on a lot of the things that we could, we could be so like whatever we do, we want to make sure that they are, you know, they're the ones doing the push ups. Right. Yeah. We're not doing yeah. it for them, even even in 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 helping them make these decisions, We because we also we want them to own their protocols. And it's not Kevin's yeah. protocol that I'm doing as long as I'm texting with Kevin. Right. Yeah, no, and, and and this is a sort of terminology that we've used is, you know, the muscle of whatever it is that they're developing. The idea that a lot of the work that they're going to do while while working with us is going to be mental. It's like, you know, going to the gym with your mind and developing those skills. So, yeah. Cool. Hey, we're almost at fifth at uh, 40 minutes. These this these podcast episodes are just ballooning. So. I guess so. Sorry if you guys wanted a quick one. (laughs) Yeah. Are we done for today? Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think we covered some really good stuff. And uh, hopefully everybody else out there enjoyed some of what we had to say as well. Okay. Um, We are. So if you're watching us on YouTube and have have been listening to some of this as we go, we've recorded. Hi, everyone. (laughs) We've uh, recorded these things uh, sort of in bulk to get several of them ready in order to launch on the podcast platforms. And we're kind of now at that point where we're ready to do that. So any day now you should be seeing us in that format. And if you're listening to us in that format, I'm sorry for saying that. Hey, but, but, but it, <laughs> but would help, it would help us a lot if you download a whole bunch of episodes. Yes, um, download those, you know, any reviews that are positive, especially <laughs> if you want to rate us, review us, download us, subscribe. All those things are really helpful. And and right now what we're trying to do is kind of get that this going as the actual podcast format. So yeah. that's a great way to help. Yeah, I mean, negative reviews are fine, but I do want to say if you are going to take the time to listen to a bunch of episodes and write a negative review. I would like to coach you on time management. 
Because you, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so many better things you could be doing. <laughs> All the hours you'd have to do to get to this right. conversation. You ever, right you, ever, now. <laughs> you ever see people people respond to questions on Amazon and they like someone says, "Will this fit a five eighth coupling?" And then someone writes back, "I don't know. I don't own it." <laughs> yeah. It's like I wish I had that like, much why time. Why are you answering? <laughs> Um, you want to talk about the Facebook yes. group? Yes. So that's it. So that, and then we have the Facebook group, which is um, the Health Coaches Podcast. And um, so that is we've set it up as a group in order to be able to promote it as like a community for discussion. So we want you to be able to come in there to discuss with us if you have questions you want to ask. It's a great place to suggest any topics that you've got that you'd like us to talk about on here. Um, and just a great place to have advice from other coaches. We've got a um, couple dozen coaches in there. I think we're is about where we're at right now, um, as we've just launched it. So should be a good place to have some resources from some great other coaches. The other thing, if you want to email us, you can just email healthcoachespodcast at gmail dot com if you want to send us any questions or concerns or tell us how beautiful Howard's goatee is looking this week. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I def I definitely want that kind of feedback. Because <laughs> I'm 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 not getting enough kisses at home. TMI, but uh, uh, it it may come off unless unless I hear a, a a huge a hue and cry from the internet. So if you know if you know any good beard softening creams, you know send mm -hmm. them Howard's way. <laughs> right on. <laughs> so on that note, uh, thanks so much for listening. We we really appreciate it, guys. And we will talk to you again in a few days. All right, see y'all. Bye. I hope you found that helpful. So if you'd like to become a health coach, or maybe you already are a health coach and you'd like some additional training and more skills, or perhaps you're a health professional, a doctor, nurse, dietitian, etc., who would like to be able to influence your patients more effectively, again, check it out, wellstartcoach.com. All right, have a great day.